All right, this is your man, Sir Earl, coming at you. Uh, today is Tuesday, uh, about uh, 3 o'clock, I guess. And, yes, we are a day late getting this thing up. Uh, busy. Um, I told you that before. It's, each time I say it, we seem to get busier and busier. Don't mind the beard game. Uh, it's kind of rough. You know, gray ain't been cut. Looking rough, kind of like a homeless guy. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's bad. <laughs> but what can you do? You know, I'm busy. Um, I wanted to, first and foremost, introduce you guys to a book, okay? It's a book caught by Rich Paul called Lucky Me. Okay, uh, Rich Paul, Lucky Me. And what this is about is a, a, a guy from Cleveland, a uh, young hoodlum from Cleveland that went on to be one of the best sports agents in the world. I mean, he exists right now. Um, he has, his company makes about $4 billion a year. And he came from absolutely nothing, um, the, the streets. They came from the streets. And it, it has enlightened me to the fact of something that I already knew. But sometimes you read things that reiterate or, you know, makes you think back to things you already knew. And that is uh, efforts and things that you learn on the street as you grow into owning your own business, um, you realize that whereas a lot of people think it's a negative, it's actually a positive. The things you you learn and evolve and, and things of growing up in, in hard streets, uh, no father near you, even though his father was, he had a very good father that was with him all the time, um, but having no father and uh, you know, uh, learning lessons uh, from the hardcore street shooting dice, uh, being shoot, shooting, shooting at people and being shot at. These things bring out uh, characteristics in people that someone who has never experienced or never walked those that walk could never understand. And it gives you a leg up when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with management, when you're dealing with banks, when you're dealing with people, um, it, it it gives you a, like I tell you firsthand, is if you ever been shot or stabbed or shot at, um, what is someone, a, a person that manages your space that you're in yelling at you, What what is that going to do? Does it scare you? I doubt it. Um, so, you develop a different uh, bargaining chip, a different layer of uh, fear. Um, and I would, I'll tell you, uh, just from first-hand knowledge, most men these days, especially living in the South Suburbs, are pussies. Um, they don't. They could have never made it two days in my neighborhood. Um, you have to 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 grow up navigate the landmines of Inglewood, uh, you have to develop a certain toughness. 
uh, you have to desert, cert, uh, you have to develop a certain sense of uh, backing up your word to the extent that um, you you you'd rather kill before you lose your word. Um, so in essence, the guys that I grew up with are the guys that I still talk to or hang around today. They gravitate towards me. Like I have one buddy just got out of prison after 18 years. I got another buddy just got out after 16 years. And these are good friends of mine. And they gravitate towards me because we speak the same language. We know what that struggle is like. Um, of making it from nothing uh, to all the way up to just something as simple as I've owned my own business 25 years. That's a that's a, a feat that most will never ever see. Even people that didn't grow up rough will never ever see because it's a very difficult thing to do. Um, but I developed that toughness to stick with it and never quit based on wh how and where I was raised. Um, so it's a good book, uh, Rich Paul, Lucky Me. Um, most people will know him. Uh, one of his agent, one of his uh, clients, of course, is LeBron James. A lot of people think they grew up together, but they didn't. Uh, he lived on a whole totally different side of Cleveland. He didn't even know who LeBron James was. And his girlfriend is Adele. That's who, who his girlfriend is now. Um, so do a little research on him, Rich Paul. Uh, find out what he's about. Uh, it's really, really fascinating guy. And, um, you know, get or read his book, Lucky Me. It's a really, really good book. Really teaches you a lot. Really knowledgeable. Um, so I suggest you read it, listen to it, do something. It, 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 it packs a lot of knowledge in there. Um, one of the things that I want to say that I was probably experienced the last five, six times, it's in a few weeks. Um, I think I think it's it's garbage for a woman to forget her uh, 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 charger for a phone. Uh, what what good is a dead phone is going to do you? So I get that a lot. Uh, and being in this business lately, I found more guys coming to me. Hey. Uh, Cause I carry, I have two phones. I have an iPhone and I have a uh, Android. So I ha I'll have one or the other charger. And what the fuck are you doing for getting the charger phone? Um, so you really was rolling around with it and didn't notice that those bars were becoming less and less. I've had more guys late in the past few weeks. Uh, let, me, let me use the charger. Let me use the charger. Mine's gonna run out. My phone will run out. Calling people saying, hey, if you try to call me now, you can't get me. My, it's because my phone is dead. My question is, why the hell would you let your phone die? You don't think you need it? Why are you carrying it? So that's just been one of my uh, pet peeves, one of my rants. It's just baffling to me that you would carry a phone and let it go dead. Uh, I, I, I don't quite understand it. My phone has never went dead because all you got to do is plug it up the same way you did when it was running low. Uh, why don't you do that when it's halfway and maybe charge it up sometime? 
won't run out. Sounds like a good idea. But what do I know? Okay. Um, the subject that I wanted to cover today, which is uh, a little bit personal to me, and that is the idea of an interracial relationship. Okay. Um, when I started dating Chia 21 years ago, I would have never thought I would uh, have an interracial marriage. But what I did learn, what I learned from an early age, was for six years, my mom was married to a white guy who moved with us in Inglewood, which caused a whole bunch of fights. <laughs> you know, they say something about me is all. Um, but I learned so much from him in terms of not letting what people say trigger you or, you know, or they just, like you tell me, they're, they're just ignorant and they don't know no better. But once they all got to know him, everybody loved him. E every single person loved him and they started to look at him um, just as a person, not as a white guy. So I learned, uh, I had the knowledge of learning firsthand of being on the opposite side of receiving uh, the racial slant, the racial tar uh, talk towards me. Uh, I was on the other side of that. So I kind of knew what it was like. I got experience to it, but I had a best friend uh, who he married, uh, he married this girl, white girl named, uh, I forgot her name, her name, Jennifer, I think. Um, and I asked him once before, what's, what is it like to be married to a Caucasian? He said, when, when we talk or when me and her are together, I don't see a race or color. I see a person. And at the time he told me that, I didn't know what it meant. But uh, since me and Chie has been together, I have learned I don't see a color or nationality with she is Japanese. So please quit fucking calling her Chinese. She's not Chinese, Japanese. Um, but you see a person. I, I see a person. Um, she, just, she just happens to be Japanese. But I will tell you one thing. Um, people have a habit, especially black women, of, pass, of passing the assumption that Oh, when 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 a black when a black woman is too tough for a black guy, he goes and get a white person, a white foreigner, because they don't have a spine. That's a bunch of bullshit. They get the truth of the matter is they get tired of your shit. Okay, all this, and I know I've been I was married twelve years to a black woman. I grew up. My whole life around black people, I've never, maybe when I was early, I dated a white girl, but I've never been with anyone other than blacks. And I can tell you right now, be prepared for a bunch of shit, a bunch of just un, unneeded shit. Um, do, do I receive that being with shit? I'll tell you like this. Whether you black, white, blue, green, or purple, the difference is between men and women. It ain't it ain't women and race. Um, the same bullshit, uh, the same arguments, the same nagging, all that 
I get that from Jacob, so it ain't got nothing to do with race. Um, but I will tell you what, okay, and you can look look this for yourself. You will rarely, if ever, see a successful black guy with a black woman. Not to say it's impossible, but it's not likely because of this. It has nothing to do with the black or the white race. It has to do with if you're out of shape, you're fucking lazy, and they know that. And successful people live their life based on always trying to cross the T's and dot the I's. So they don't want this dead weight of someone who doesn't give a damn about their body and carrying all the fat around. Uh, they they don't they they don't want to waste the time. Um, because I know, as a trainer, if you don't take care of yourself as a person, that says something about you. you. Because we don't lack just in one thing. If you don't want to take care of yourself, guarantee your fucking house is a mess. I guarantee you, you treat your man like shit. I, it, it's so many other things that go along with it. It doesn't just stop at one. So, um, you know... If you women, black women in general, want to start uh, attracting strong black men, first off, you got to learn how to curtail the bullshit. And secondly, take care of your goddamn self. You know, you're eating like shit. You know, you, the first thing you do when you get a man is you go get fat. Now, why is that? You know, um, well, he got to love me for me. Well, he did <laughs> when he met you. And he didn't fall in love with the fat. Um, so, you know, uh, be about yourself. Be about something. Have something going for you instead of just trying to mooch off this guy. Um, get your own shit going. Uh, take care of yourself. Um, be proud of yourself. Proud, proud of yourself. A lot of people say, oh, I am proud of myself. Being fat is not proud of yourself because you are not concerned with the way you look. Um, take care of your look. Take care of your duties. Take care of yourself as a person and a whole. Then you, you don't have to worry about, oh, these white women taking all our men. No, they're not. You're running away, your man. And that's why you run to the others. Um, so... I generally do not uh, talk about racial topics. I generally do not talk about politics. Uh, a lot of things I generally avoid because everyone has an opinion on it. But um, the subject of this just kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. And I just felt it was something I needed to say to let people know. It has nothing to do with race. It has to do with you. Okay, and if you wanted to stop having to do with you, stop doing the shit that you're doing, and then you'll have your choice of good men. Um, I know a lot will disagree, some will agree, a lot of men will agree. I know that they may not tell you that, but they will agree. Um, they love you, but they don't love all the extra you. Okay, take care of your damn self, um, take pride in yourself and how you look and how you dress, and how you talk. Take pride in that. Be at your best. Don't be like, oh, he got to love me for me. 
he don't love you for you. He loves you for who he thought you were. But once he finds out who you truly are, nah. He'd rather have someone else. Trust me on that one. He may not tell you, but I know. I'm a man. So um, so to, to wrap this up, it's Tuesday. We got up a little bit late. Uh, but I had to get it. I was trying to know yesterday. I was just so busy. Um, so until next week, uh, this is your man, Sir Earl. And I'm checking out and I'm saying, hey, start taking better care of yourself. Build something about yourself and then you won't have those questions to deal with. All right? Peace out. <laughs>